How do you launch a restaurant in four weeks? Well, that's what the boys and Feed the Beast find out tonight, and we're going to discuss it on tonight's episode of Feed the Beast. Stay tuned. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. There we go. That's right. Let the buzz begin. It takes a whole new meeting today because we're starting our special segment. Um, we're going to do some wine tastings inspired by the show, of course. Does it have a name? Or do, is that, do we need to come up with a, a name for it? That's your job at okay. this point. I'll think on it. I'll sleep I, on it. I was just going to call it the special segment. <laughs> come on. We need a name for it. Maybe we do. We have Abby <laughs> Vega here. Hey guys, I'm Abby Vega, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Abby Vega. That's right, and follow us here at AfterBuzz TV. And if you haven't already done so, subscribe to this show. If you like it that way, when a new episode drops, you get it automatically. Uh, as mentioned, we're discussing episode three of the brand new AMC show. Overall thoughts. Let's start there. You know, this is this is new. We're building up. How did how did you feel about tonight's episode? In regards to what the characters are actually doing. It, they just it seems like they're going down the wrong wrong track. I feel like it's going to be a lot of bad news. They're making a lot of wrong decisions. Sparking I think mainly from Dion kind of just only focusing on himself. I just think they're going to get into a lot of trouble coming up in these next few episodes. I think, you know, the, the fun part of it is it's it's one of those things they're they're going to keep getting into trouble but avoiding the consequences, and I think it's all going to come crashing down in the final couple of episodes. In the meantime, other people will have to sort of pick up the pieces, much like with, um, you know, the bodies being shot over the Asian Coke incident. Um, and, and so I like it. You know, unlike most AMC shows that I've at least seen, whether it's Breaking Bad or Mad Men, this, this seems a lot more absorbable. Um, and it's, it's, it's a little as deep as it is and as dark as it is at times, obviously with, um, the father of the tooth fairy being stabbed. I was stabbed. just going to say, we got a little, we did we got a little of that tonight, but overall it's, it, it has a, as a, as a sense of fun to it. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, like I said, it's, it's a little bit more absorbable. I feel like, I don't know. I could be wrong. No, you guys... yeah, definitely. Like every time to that, it's either um, Tommy talking about wines or Dion with his food. It does have a very fun vibe. That you know, the whole vibe of the show changes. Like they play the music, and it just seems so so much happier when they're doing those kind of things. So it definitely does have that element to it. But I'm wondering if that stabbing of the guy in jail is just the beginning of maybe some more of that because that was the first of the like violence really that you see so i'm wondering if more of that will be incorporated or not i think i I definitely i think so too and i hate that that was i did not see that coming at all no indeed but let's let's uh let's take a step back um you know the episode pretty much picks up uh you know um tommy is at home showering um after he had beaten up his father because of tj so the whole bullying uh, you know, storyline kind of uh, picks up there. And, um, you know, one of the things that I will say, I am so glad that the teacher actually is doing her job. Yeah, because she was kind of bothering me a little bit. In in the in the parent-teacher, or yeah. in, the, in, in their interaction part of it. Yeah, she was kind of just, I don't know, almost just putting the blame and kind of reading more into what was happening with Tommy than with TJ. And that's not her job to be the counselor to the dad. No, not at all. But, um, you know, it, it's one of those tough things. Like, you know, I, she, I was bothered with her as well. But, you know, she also at the same time couldn't go off of much because 
you know, uh, they couldn't isolate who it was and whatnot. So um, it is tough in that regard. Well, w- what do you do? You, you, yeah. know, you don't want to just start a blank panic of like, hey, did you beat up this kid? Yeah, I think it bothered me most when she kind of started implying that maybe he was being violent at home. Because mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like a line. You don't want to, I think, even implying that to a parent is kind of, uh, okay, it's very offensive. And I think it's a thin line to step over and she kind of implied it and he didn't like that a very thin line although again i'm I'm not trained in that profession so i can't say for sure but it seems like uh he's being tested a lot in terms of how far he's willing to do certain things because obviously the the father then later tells him like i wanted to see how you'd react yeah that was interesting so i think i think um just seeing him react to about his son is an indicator of how he is as a parent and so by her throwing that out there um, she saw that, okay, he's not responsible for this, he, you know. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah, he really, he really is a good parent, I think. It's just, I think he's obviously, it's hard with what's going on with TJ and with their whole family, but it's and, interesting how he keeps getting tested. Indeed, and we learn, uh, or I think we learn that the bully's name is Andrew Walker, and that's, she was she was kind of putting out names, mm-hmm. and then um, as soon as she said Andrew Walker, that's when he parked up. He looked up. I thought I thought there was going to be a moment between TJ and Andrew Walker at the end, but we didn't get it. Yeah, you know, because uh, they have that nice exchange, and then he goes into, what was it, the bathroom or something yeah. like that, and, and um, I, I love the whole interaction between um, the dad... Of Tommy teaching him how to box. Yes, I really liked that a lot. And that's that's what made me think that there was going to be a moment where he, TJ really defended himself because they made that big scene with Aiden and TJ. But I thought that was a good moment. I liked that. I did too, you know. Um, and one of the things, I guess, I, I want to... I, I find the interactions between um, the grandfather and him so interesting only because, um, obviously... There's a strange philosophy to the dad, right? And I want to know what it is because, um, you know, at the same time, like, I I think because of something that the grandfather might have said, TJ probably held back. You know, it's one of those, like, don't use violence unless absolutely necessary type of things. Whereas you can see someone who learned to box now all of a sudden, even though they might not be in mass strata, just automatically going, okay, I've had two lessons of boxing. I can beat this kid up and not going that way. Yeah, I think... I, and I thought it was interesting how they included, uh, I have they talked the counselor's name? I, I don't know her name. I, yeah. I didn't but I thought it was how they included her talking to Andrew and him saying how his mom's in jail. So you kind of learn a little bit more about maybe why he's putting his, like, I don't know, maybe acting out and bullying mm-hmm. someone else because he's having a rough time at home as well. Do you think there is going to be a connection between them? Because uh, as as we find out tonight, um, and we'll, we'll talk about more at length about Pilar and um, uh, Tommy, but through that we get the development that uh, Dion and Tommy became friends because of they, they were orphans. or So they yeah. called themselves orphans. Uh, Dion was an actual orphan, even though Tommy wasn't. And that was their connection. And then uh, in this regard, the, the storylines and the connections seem very similar so it's just a matter of flipping the switch and them becoming friends rather than enemies. I can see that. I think that it might... I think there's going to be like an altercation first where TJ actually does defend himself. And I think that after that, maybe something like that could happen. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think him learning to defend himself is going to come into play. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's going to be with someone else. But I, I think that they included that 
for more than just, you know, like the bonding moment between Aiden and him. You know what would be really cool? If, so, if for some reason um, Andre picks a fight with someone he shouldn't have and starts getting his uh, little butt beat, and then who should come to the rescue but TJ? That'd be cool. And that's what starts their friendship because that's what Dion was to Tommy. Wow. And now the roles could get reversed. I like it. I like that. That'd be cool. We'll see. We'll We'll see. see. All right. Uh, Before we move on, uh, I want to tell you guys about a sponsor of our show. Um, It's a mattress company called Casper. Now, they're not your average mattress company. Most times when you you think of mattresses, you, you think about going to the store, trying out for a couple minutes. Um, and you know what? It doesn't really give you an accurate reflection of what that mattress is going to feel like. It's just not. 20 minutes on a mattress versus an all-night's sleep, no. Um, plus, most good mattresses cost a ton of money. Uh, they, they really do, right? Um, why? Because of you know they got to be shipped to the store, they got to be in the showroom, so, so forth, so they get marked up. Casper, what they do... It's all online. You go to casper.com, you pick a mattress, and it ships to your door. Um, And you get to try it out for 100 days. uh, And if you don't like it, for whatever reason, no questions asked, you you just, you know, you send it back. But let me tell you, why would you? This thing, it's latex, it's foam, it's... um, um, I I have a Casper mattress, and uh, whenever... uh, I have a friend from Chicago that flies in once a week, and he ends up stealing my bed, and I have to sleep on the floor... Um, and he calls it like sleeping on heaven or sleeping in heaven. Why didn't I know about Casper when I moved out here? Uh, that's why I'm here to tell you about it. (laughs) Thank you. Um, so, and so again, the, the the price, right? So a king size mattress is $950, you know, even Pilar wouldn't say no to that. (laughs) So of course, uh, so very fantastic mattress. Um, and you can get even $50 off. Your purchase of it, if you go to casper.com slash TV and use the promo code AFTERBUZZTV, right? Very simple. So um, go there, check it out, put in the promo code so that way they know uh, we've sent you and you get $50 off making an already incredible mattress that's cheap. Not cheap as in crappy, but cheap <laughs> as in the price. Even more cheaper. Sounds like a deal. As in the price. It is a deal. It's a win-win for everybody. It sounds like it. Um... All right. Speaking of, uh, well, betting or sleeping, <laughs> uh, Pilar is certainly trying. She is trying hard. That girl, she's determined. Do you? Okay, let me ask you this. Does it, um, is it, you know, um, a lot of the things I do, I also host a show called Anatomy, a movie, and for whatever reason in the film world, there's been a lot of discussion about the portrayal of women. And is this too ditzy of a portrayal of her like is she you know as a female is she trying too hard like are they are they miss writing her i i don't know it's hard because he does show interest as well definitely you see that there's something there that between them so she's not completely just going after something that's not not attainable i don't know i i but is she ditzy? Like, he, what? Because you know, we'll talk about the contract. But you know, she says, I, "I told you there was stuff wrong with it." And after a certain point, it looks like she kind of is starting to get the grasp of the accounting. So she, it seems like she knows a little bit, maybe more so than she's letting. You know, I, I think she's overstretching her um, by a little. But initially, as, as the episode was happening, I thought she might be overstretching her by herself by a lot. Yeah, that's what I thought originally. I was like, what is she doing? You can't. 
pretend to know how to manage a restaurant, I would mess that up in two seconds. But but see, right? But at the end, she seems like she does seem like she, she knows, knows what eighty percent of it. Yeah, that's say. why I, I was a little confused by that actually, because even when she was on the phone with her boss, her boss goes, "You know nothing about managing a restaurant." And then so by the end, when she seemed to she seemed to have kind of control of it and know what was going on. Yeah, to to uh, to an extent. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, the the things that she wouldn't have known about to me is not her fault. It's literally Dion just handing out wads of cash to anybody and getting not getting receipts, and then of course uh, the tooth fairy taking ten grand, which is unaccounted for. He, Dion, I had many problems with him this episode. But we will talk. Yes. First, the love yes. story. First, we'll talk about the love story. Um, <laughs> because we we you know one of the we were wondering whether or not they would have a connection, and they, and they did. Yeah, I mean. I thought it was actually going to be a little more of her kind of going in for it and him, you know, like pumping the brakes. But he, like we said, he met her halfway for the kiss. They were definitely enjoying each other's company. And afterwards, he said it's too soon. But you hear him say, like, I need you. So they definitely enjoy each other's company. And he, I think, has some sort of feelings for her. I just don't know if it's to the level that she's at. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it was, it was fun seeing her um, when she's doing the wine tasting. She was like, let's just get drunk. I don't yeah. I don't really care about this. Yeah. Um, at least that's what it looked like. It'll, it'll be interesting because as as this develops, obviously, the, the the restaurant brings him closer to his wife. So does that then, you know, uh, divide them more or kind of in some ways lessen the wound of of the wife and then allow him to move on? And pursue this connection. Well, that's what I was thinking is because it was supposed to be him, Dion, and Re. So I'm thinking that, yeah, as this restaurant goes on, he's going to miss her a little. But maybe Pilar is going to kind of be that third person in their party and kind of the third, the three amigos, maybe. Which I thought, that's what I thought, three. 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 How do you pronounce that? Three. I don't know. Well, there's three, and then Rio. All right, yeah. The Rio. We're saying it wrong, totally, but yeah. it's okay. Um, yeah, so I, 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 I 100% agree with you. She did leave right after, and um, I, I want to rewatch um, to see if it's because, for some reason, she saw the phone call about them stealing the wine, or if she was just upset over the mood Yeah, of it. because she was in that, and see, wait, wasn't she in it? Wasn't there a scene after that she was in? Or is the the thing about the contract being wrong before that? Oh no, that that was after. Yeah. That. So and there was no weirdness. So I was a little confused by that too, to why she left. Because I mean, maybe it'll get brought up in the next episode. But she didn't seem to have any reservations. No, not, not at all. After that. Yeah, I mean, she's you know she's got persistence, so you can't. Yeah, I I have to say, I thought it was kind kind of weird that she just volunteered, you know, she dropped her job where she was actually getting paid to manage this restaurant where she's not getting paid just to kind of get close to him. I thought that was a little weird. Here's my advice for Pilar, if I had to give it. <laughs> uh, no, because I, th- I think, you know, if she wants to pursue this relationship, I, I think that's fine. Maybe pump the brakes. Career-wise, you know, it could be a good move. Yeah. Um, now, 
in terms of the contract, knowing if there was some deeper stuff that obviously keeps surfacing and she knew about, then perhaps not. And she should have, you know, as a business person, should have like been like, no, we got to fix these issues. Yeah. We're not going into business with this. Um, you know, obviously right now she doesn't own a percentage, but I think that could be, you know, she, as you said, she could be a third party to this. Yeah. Now, obviously, unfortunately, the father owns 50% of it. So yeah. the, the rest of the shares get a little bit smaller there. Um but uh, business-wise, it's not a bad decision. I think she just needs to pump the brakes on the love and focus more on the business. Yeah, because I think right now at the state that she is at, you know, with the contract as the first indicator, she's going to let that kind of take over the business aspect of things. And then then she's going to kind of end up losing all around. Yeah. So she, I think she definitely needs to pump the brakes a little. And, and you know play it play it a little cooler and yeah because i that's true i didn't even think about that that business wise if this is a successful restaurant she ends up managing it that is good for her absolutely so. versus like no offense to the other job like it might be paying <laughs> but like uh you know it doesn't it's just what is it a coffee shop it's a yeah, whatever type that's of true that is so, a good point so you gotta look at uh, the right things but never you know unfortunately don't don't be dictated by love and business no bad idea uh, they say it's they say choose your business partners even stricter than you would uh, uh, wife or husband or whatever. Wow. So be careful. I'll be careful. Um, all right. Uh, what do I have written after that? Oh, four weeks to launch. Yeah. That well, is the first stipulation of the contract, which nobody apparently read. I'm I'm nervous about the contract. I think we mentioned that last week that there is just going to be stuff in that contract that was not going to be good for them, and that was just the first of a couple that we found out about. Yeah, today so. we found out what was it? A total of two. One that they have to launch in four weeks. Two to the chef. Yes, he gets which is huge because it's not because it's not Dion, and that is what he. I mean, he's making this restaurant to be the chef, and ugh, there's going to be so much more. I feel like absolutely, yeah. It's it's going to be interesting, but in, in terms of the four weeks, obviously a very daunting task. However, um, you know the nice part is like uh, you know they they've always had the designs in their mind and things like that. And so I think honestly, the execution side of it, um, if you really want to, you can always execute fast. Yeah. It it's just comes down to willpower, and especially especially in a family type restaurant or setting or environment, um, you know it, it can be achieved. Yeah, yeah, because they're not starting from complete scratch. Like you said, they had they had very detailed plans for what the restaurant was going to look like and what they wanted to do. But the way they're going through the money and stuff is making me nervous. Yeah, I think you know, ironically, I think they have too much free time despite a four week launch. Like if I was, because I you know, uh, Dion's sort of doing his bit and he's setting up the kitchen, which I know uh, the. You know, Tommy deals with the wine that, that much we know, but if you have any downtime, like pick up a book about restaurants. Yeah, learn, read the contract, maybe. That, that would help. That's probably what they should be doing in their free time. Oh, especially now that they have a copy, since Dion made a point, like, this is what you do with a contract. You make, make a, copy. a copy. Yep, and they still haven't read it. No. Um, you know, and so I, I think. Yeah, that that would be my biggest knock on them, but but I think in terms of four weeks, I know it's it's daunting, but it is it's one of those things like um, if you're given a task with an impossible deadline, I do believe, and many people can actually prove this, that you become so hyper focused that you, you 
know that that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're the type of person to just give up and quit, then obviously it won't work. Yeah. But if you're the type of person to just persevere, yeah, you will. Well, and like honestly, right now they have absolutely nothing else to do or going on besides maybe picking up DJ from school or just snorting coke or, dr- or drugs and gang stuff. Yeah. Mob stuff. It's mobs, right? Mobs, gangs, are they? Mobs. Mobs, okay. Gangs are a little bit different. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, Abby has grown up on the streets of New York. Yeah. The, the harshest of them all. Oh, yeah. Can you tell? Don't I come across like that? Um, so, you know, uh, that was thrown on them. Uh, but I like... Yeah, I mean, obviously you want to do it right. You know, this is something that they always talked about. Um but I hard to imagine. Obviously, things have changed. Well, I'm sorry. I'm, the train of thought is it's happening. <laughs> no, because okay, so the wife died a year ago, and so they were planning this, and so you would think at a, at a certain point, like this would have been somewhat budgeted out. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, the the seventy five k that they got, obviously, that's the startup cost and whatnot. Um, so you kind of pick and choose of okay, out of that, what is absolutely essential. You know, and maybe we can get the rest as, as time goes yeah. by. Obviously, if you want, you know, two uh, um, two doors to the to the, the to the freezer and a seven hundred dollar pan. Well, I think the pans could have waited. Yeah, you know, and spend and spend like the stuff that you can't change easily. Yeah, put yeah, the money towards sure. that. But yeah, well, I think that's that's the issue with the no. There's really no communication between Tommy and Dion and Pilar. It's this huge thing will be coming in, and that's the first Tommy's hearing of it. Because I think Tommy has the more rational side of, look, we don't need to... That's so impractical. Or, and But Dion has his mindset and is just doing it. Yeah, and so, you know, sometimes being that bullheaded, you know, obviously you can achieve many great things. Um, you know, um, but obviously, there's a, there's an unfortunate side to it because obviously he's got dealings with the, with uh, the tooth fairy right now that he's got to pay out to, um, and obviously the losing 10k that's a, that's a that's a lot. I, I just don't know how he's gonna explain that. Did he explain that or try to? Because they brought it up to him and he's like, I have nothing left. But I I'm just waiting for because obviously Tommy still doesn't know that all of that is happening behind the scenes. And I'm waiting for him to find out about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to come out in that way. I mean, it's, it's one of those things of they'll – it's going to lead to an argument about the receipts because it's like, I don't know. Well, we have – whatever. We have $30,000 worth of receipts accounted for. Where is the rest of the forty five? Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't know. I paid this guy in cash. I don't know. Oh, Dion. So. He was killing me this episode. Um. Yeah, and I think, you know what? Come up with payment plans. Yeah. I think that, that we could have saved some money there. Um, I get the con- the contractors, you have to typically put half up front. Um, but I, th- I feel like, especially a guy like him, he could have negotiated maybe like a third up front. You know, when, when the job's two-thirds done, you get the other. When it's done, you get the yeah. last third. Yeah, I feel like Dion has the potential to be a great negotiator and businessman, but he's just putting all his energy into the wrong places. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. But I think his mind's in a thousand places too. He's got a lot going on. He does, you know. And this is this is something that he's been thinking about, and he's you know finally now it's just kind of clicking for him. Um, but uh, so l- l- let's talk about the the stealing of the wine because there's no money left for wine, um, and when you're buying f- wine that's three hundred fifty dollars a bottle. Yeah. Even in bulk. It's expensive. 
you know, as, as, uh, as certainly Dion points to, out to him, like, we got a hundred grand worth of wine. Yeah, that was, I mean, I feel like that's going to come back to bite them, right? How so? For, uh, how do you imagine it coming back? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know, but I, that just seems like they got away with that way too easily. They took so much wine, and now the fact that there was someone injured in it, I think it's going to be more of a... a a thing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think that maybe if no one was hurt during it, it could have... I mean, obviously, they still stole a lot of money worth of wine. But I think now that there's someone hurt, it, it becomes more of an issue. Well, I think even if even if someone wasn't hurt, let's say, um, the his, his former boss, right, um, you know, he knows that he wants to start up a restaurant. So as soon as this thing starts up, and if it is to any degree successful... Um, right away, I'm, I'm, he's, he's going to go and see the restaurant, and then, oh. All well, is wine. And there you go. Yeah. And then it becomes, I, I don't know how it fully works out, but, uh, you know, depending on how many distributors there are of that wine, especially in this area, it's going to be like, okay, well, I'm the only, you know, there's got to be one of the wines that only he distributes. Yeah, that they, they're going to have. I think it I think it'd just be way too easy to narrow down that and definitely going into it knowing that you had all of this wine taken from you, I, I feel like it'd be way too easy to figure out. And there's also the notion of getting audited. I don't know much about that, but yes. Well, again, but, it, it goes back yeah. to accounting, right? Oh, so yeah. if you have all this wine, no receipts, no record of accounting for yeah. it, it's all where the hell did this wine come from? They're already going to have trouble with that then. So <laughs> The money thing's a whole issue. So, trust me, it's, um, you know... And by the way, getting audited costs you a crap ton of money. So Are they putting... Does Pilar know about this? Uh, Pilar, she's going she's gonna to have a nightmare on her hands. <laughs> Pilar is in for a lot of work. Um, but, so, the other thing that we talked about, the, the, the chef was part of the contract. Um, which, you know, it makes sense. The way the, uh, the f- father explains it, um, it makes sense because he's... This is his place where he can do business dealings and, you know, really start up in the Bronx. And um, it's an interesting way of why he got it. it. Finally, it gives us the why from the first two episodes. Yeah. I don't, but the chef, why the chef? Um, I think part of it's control, but part of it, uh, I mean, you can tell, like, he loved the idea of the restaurant. He was not into Dion's yeah. food last. <laughs> Yo, yeah, that's true. He wasn't into all the, like, fancy yeah. stuff. He said he wants some blood. I mean, at, they went, at best, I think this guy's going to make gourmet burgers. Think? You yeah. think he's going to change it up completely? Oh yeah. Yeah. You think they're going to, you know, with with the thin meat yeah, and this? That's true. Like, no, he's going to quality's going to go to crap. Yeah, this whole, like I said, this whole contract thing is going to be a mess because it's going to. They have their vision so set that it's going to be such, I think, a conflicting component because I think that contract probably contradicts a lot of what they want i agree and that was a long contract yeah like, you know no offense they should have con- skimmed it at least most contracts are like that i know of are like you know maybe 14 pages how long was this one i don't this remember this one was a packet this maybe was a maybe book. it was only one-sided even so <laughs> i don't know, know. That was like the Lord of the Rings of contracts. I don't even remember it, it, what it even looked like now. How thick? Like this? It, it was It was very thick. Wow. Well. Go, go back, PT. But like if I you thought, guys I will, take a screenshot of. <laughs> I like, can't even feel bad for them because they 
should have at least they they didn't even they didn't even like <laughs> whatever that is called like go through it at all. Yeah, it it's, was just it's dumb. a disaster. It it's is a disaster. it is a disaster. And if I can give anyone advice for what it's worth, not that I'm the world's best deal maker or anything like that, <laughs> but typically you go over deal points, and then once you have deal points from both sides negotiated, then it gets written up by lawyers, and then you know you put in the legal jargon and whatnot, but you don't. This was a this was a ready thing, and I, just that indication alone obviously is going to tell you that okay, this is going to be in favor of whoever oh, drafted yeah. it. He had it ready; he was ready to go. So, so. I, 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 I can only imagine what's in this thing. Please, yeah. you know, a fun thing if you guys will at home, just just type out like what what would be the worst possible thing to be in this contract, Ooh. and like legitimate, like obviously don't yeah. don't just make up answers because like it says I can kill you, like. Don't don't just write yeah. that, but like legitimately. Oh, that's like a here. good thing. I want to think about that. Think about it. That's yeah. I mean, there's there's gonna be things that come out that I'm just gonna be like, wow, I can't believe that's in there. Yeah, because again, it, it, the the tough part is how does it best serve um, the grandfather? Yeah. So. And we know he wants to expand, um, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, one of the things I wanted to touch upon quickly was uh, Mose. Is that how you fully say his name, Mose? Is that the the the, the, uh, the former um, um, Afghanistan soldier? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't surprise me. <laughs> he's so like nonchalant about it. He's like he surprised me, so I had to. What he like broke his? I don't know. He did some serious damage to that security guard, and he almost did it to the um, to the contractor. Oh yeah, with, the, with a nail gun. <laughs> Well, luckily, you can't shoot a nail gun unless it's pressed against something. Oh, good. I thought I know that. <laughs> but still, it's, you know, still pretty scary, I'm, yeah. I'm sure. Um, I like how his only qualification is we get money if we hire him. It's like, okay, he's on. Really? What's what's he do? I know. Um, he has kind of a fun little insert, though. Do you think he's going to stick around for a little bit longer? I, I think maybe. Or is he a liability, though? Because if I don't know if if you're really smart and you're Dion and you're um, um you're Tommy and especially Tommy at that point like okay like maybe for Tommy for Dion I mean I think Dion kind of likes having that guy kind of just doing whatever he needs. <laughs> he like, only does things when he's surprised. <laughs> but like dragging him in to like, go. Like God forbid, there's a birthday party at the restaurant. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. When customers are in, he's a bigger liability. But. But, like, he just got dragged into going and stealing all the wine, too. Yeah. Poor guy. Uh, I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see if he sticks around. Fair enough. Um, all right. Um, so let's get into the Asian Coke business. I was just about to say the drugs. Um, this is, you know, we, we get uh, we get this side of it. And, uh, you know. Now, the father tells... The tooth fairy that he has to divide it into, into five portions. Do you think he did that, or do you think he just literally dumped it all on Dion? Which I think he dumped it all on Dion. Why? Why? What? Like as great as 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 great as a nemesis the tooth fairy is. Um, you know, obviously in comparison to the father, he as the father called you're a putz. Yeah, I think that this episode. I told you last episode that I to me he doesn't come across as scary and tough as he needs to be and i think this episode they kind of showed that he's not 
Like he really isn't to me. He he seems to have the some irony of that statement because it it, it it takes a whole lot of something to go up to a man and pull out his teeth. I know, but but pulling out his teeth compared to killing them, you know, when his dad's straight up saying, you know, kill these people, and you can tell his dad had no problem with doing that. And I think that I think that there's like a, a I don't know how to describe it, but he's so, like a lot softer. Again, I, I think it depends. To me, it depends on your definition because you know, in many ways, like shooting someone is it, it, there's a disconnect almost there. But if you have to physically, like some people say, like if you have to physically like stab somebody with a knife or do hand to hand combat, and that's the way, like th- th- there's there's something more to it, right? There's an actual yeah. connection. There's an actual perhaps hate even. I don't know how to just, you know. I've never thought about that. I don't like that. You know, there is a philosophy to killing. (laughs) Believe it or not. I'm not researched on my philosophy to killing. It's like people who strangle their victims. Yeah, you know, like that. You're looking right into their eyes and the force of your hands is like gruesome, like hatred. It's a sadistic draw. You know, a sadistic appeal, if you will. Yeah, I guess I'm not thinking that deeply into it. But again, you know, but. So in that regard, you can call the tooth fairy the sadist, whereas um, the father is much more about re- result based. You know, so for okay, from from a business standpoint, yeah, killing them and shooting them with a gun, yeah, let's just get it done. Yeah, but I don't so. know. I I I think the tooth fairy. I don't think he's very smart either. Well, yeah, I, I you know because we didn't see him with the coke. I really want to know, and I hope we find out next episode if he divided it. Because that would have been the dumbest thing to do is just to give it to. I think he did. That's and that's why I think it's gonna be that's gonna be a huge issue because the cop. What's the cop dad's name? You know, and the interesting part is right. Uh, he's putting a lot on Dion, and you know, it's one thing to have uh, the whole reason why this restaurant works is he's going to be able to launder money. Um, it could potentially make him money as well. But to entrust Coke with someone who does Coke yeah. and he already owes you a lot of money, it's just too much. It, it, it's just too, it's too much of a gamble. You got to diversify your portfolio a little bit here. Yeah, I thought that I didn't even think about that. Now that that is that was so dumb of him. That Very was dumb. so dumb. That's what I'm telling you. The Tooth Fairy is not as smart, the smartest, uh, smartest guy, because Dion already you see him breaking into it. Well, I mean, again, he—I'm sure he'll get his legs broken for that or something. But, but you know, well, you yeah, already see in the previews that when they need more money, he goes into it. Well, he uses a leverage against you know with with our cop friend. Oh, I think from the previews because I actually wrote um, right when it right when the tooth fairy gave Dion the drugs. I right away go the cop guy's gonna find it. Well, he sat on him, and there was that cloud. Yeah. I don't know. That was just dumb. That was just dumb all around. Yeah. But I, th- I don't think he separated it. And I think Dion, Dion needs a much better hiding spot. Yeah. I think this is, you know, as much, this would be the world's shittiest thing, but I think this is one where you tell TJ, TJ, here's a bag. I want you to take it, put it somewhere extremely, extremely safe, like legitimately safe. Remember it, but don't ever tell me. Have you done this before? <laughs> no. It just seems so... It, I don't know. My whole philosophy is if I'm going to be anything, I'm going to be the best at it. Why? Like, you know, if I'm going to be a mobster, 
why you know be the best mobster out there that's right yeah i feel you on that you know i don't then why go into it half-assed true no but then we wouldn't have the drama that no. is feed the beast no we wouldn't <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there's, there's that, and he's getting, you know, I, I love, I like the way they're building up the tension, you know, he's, he's, he, it's basically like an arcade game, what do you call it, um, the old one, the ping ball machine, where he's getting ping balled oh, between the, yeah. t- between the cop and the tooth fairy. Pinball. Pong. Yeah. Pong? Ping pong? No, pong. just pong, what do you call pinball. it? Pinball. Pinball. Yeah. A pinball. Pinball. Pong, yes, but Pinball. He's like a pinball in a pinball you, machine. You, you sound like you're saying ping ball, and it's throwing me off. Interesting. Pinball. Pinball. Okay. Pinball. Pinball. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Um, anything else to add about that? I thought that it was interesting the way Dion uses Re to kind of get a rise out of Tommy. I think it's kind of twisted. Yeah. That's true. That scene, he's like, well, like, I don't, I forget exactly what happened, but it was when, uh, about Randy getting hurt and he brings up Reed to get him like fired up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just kind of weird. <laughs> it's very like <laughs> I, insensitive. I don't know. I liked how he built them up like, yeah, tell him, tell him this, tell him that. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Okay. Relax. Relax. Yeah, there. It's like chill. But I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Uh, so I can see him using that. <laughs> I can see him using Reed to kind of get what he wants in the future a little more. Yeah, and it is obviously uh, that that's kind of a small point of contention at the moment. I'm sure it'll sl- build as time goes on the whole fact of, like, oh, another conversation that I was not involved in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so. I think that's it, though. I'm going to give you some advice that I heard. Okay. I love this. I don't know where I heard it from. Um, so, basically... Um, there, the, actually, I'll, I'll tell it, I'll, I'll tease it now and I'll tell it as we're doing the special segment <laughs> okay. because I don't know how it a hundred percent relevant is to the show. <laughs> okay. Um, but I think it's, it's a good little bit of insight. Um, anyway, I, where was I going with, um, with Dion and, and these guys? Um, yeah, I, I think, I think that'll surface more and more, um, as, as time goes by and it'll be interesting to see how it develops, you know? And whether or not, ultimately, if they can stay friends or not, yeah, is what it's going to come down to. You know, because they had that whole simplicity of um, uh, them being orphans, but now life changes. Yep. Um, by the way, I really loved how the shower, uh, the, the sound of it, production-wise, resembled the, the, uh, like a sizzling pan. Oh. You didn't get that? that no. Was cool. That, wow. That was, that was very interesting. All right. Any other stray observations before we move on to um, special segment? The special segment and whatnot. I don't think so. All right. So let me explain this. Uh, what we've got here today. Um, if you're watching the video, you can see we have some wine, we have some food, and whatnot. If you're listening, I've just now told you we have those things. <laughs> Um, and so each week, because the show obviously deals with wine, um, you know, and Tommy's a great sommelier, we're going to do some wine tastings uh, to maybe try to educate you, but more so just to drink some wine. Yeah. This is the part of the show that, uh, you know, it's just fun. At this point, if you want, feel free to tune out. <laughs> 
we, you know, as we're going to be a little bit irreverent. Um, but nonetheless, hope maybe some of you guys will stick around and, and kind of enjoy some of it. Um, so one of, the, you know, part of this whole thing is um, is us hopefully getting education, you guys getting education. And so uh, Abby has the definition of what a sommelier is. And we're going we're gonna to keep defining it and adding more sp- uh, specifics as time goes by. So this is more but, of the general term. Yes, okay. So a sommelier, which I have trouble saying... Um, is a trained in wine professional. Uh, they usually work at fine restaurants, specialize in all aspects of the wine service, um, as well as the what pairs correctly the, yes. the wine and food. Um, the role is very specialized and informed compared to just a wine waiter. Um, you know, they're an expert. Uh, it's oh, I don't know what word that is. What's the word? Opened. Opened. Is that a word? They're opened. Opened? Sure. Okay. I can't see it. Okay. They're Just op- go with it. Open by Sommelier Australia that the role is strategically on a, on par with that of an executive chef. Oh, open, me- meaning like of opinion. Oh. Yes. Interesting. Okay. But a prof- professional sommelier also works on the floor of the restaurant and is in direct contact with the patrons, um, giving suggestions. And they have to go within their preference and their budget, which can be a very big thing. <laughs> That's right. Um, in modern times, a sommelier's role may be considered broader than working only with wines, but may encompass all beverages. I think that beer, spirits, yeah, beer, all this, yeah, beer, all cocktails, that. and even even sometimes, sometimes cigars. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes of that nature. Yeah, you know, it's kind of evolved over the years. Um, and whatnot. Uh, great tip, I, you know, a lot of wine places now charge you for wine tastings. Technically, they shouldn't. A true wine place should not actually charge you. Now, that's because people would just go and drink free wine yeah. and be, as I call them, shitbirds. So don't be that person don't either. Don't be a shitbird. Don't be a shitbird. No one wants to be that. Um, one of the reasons why I think this segment's fun, um, I wanted to introduce also vineyards. And so uh, my heritage, um, we have a couple of vineyards. So there's me and my cousins. Um, if you're watching the video, we have some pictures. I'll try to post them on Instagram or force Abby to tweet them out because I don't tweet. I can do that. Um, so there's me and my cousins. Um, James, if you will, go to the next picture. Um, so right here, um, so this is me, my youngest cousin, and our grandfather, whose vineyard we're at. And uh, go to the next picture, if you will. This is the uh, the front of our uh, cottage, and behind it is the vineyard. Um, and one of the reasons we're doing white wine today um, is because uh, my grandfather just enjoyed white wine, and so we used to have... Uh, Six barrels of white wine, two barrels of red, um, just because he liked it better. And so I grew up liking white wine more than red wine, but these are some of the grapes. Uh, so this is uh, uh, the the red grapes that we have. Um, and they t- For us, they tend to be a little bit more uh, sweeter. Um, and this, this is the white grapes. Um, and then we have some photos of uh, just kind of picking the grapes and whatnot, and then uh, various barrels. So I've been through the entire winemaking process. Um, our cellar is actually cool. Um, there's kind of, you know how people put coins on, on, you know, whether in fountains or on walls or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, so we have a whole collection of coins on the wall because it's, you know, it's, it's almost like mud, but not quite mud. And the notion is that if you put a coin on the wall, it means you had a great time and you're going to, you promise to return. Ooh. So we have, 
like we have coins from all over Europe. It's pretty cool. I want to go to a vineyard. You know, there's plenty Man. of them. There's plenty of vineyards that we can highlight. And then uh, this is our other kind of vineyard um, as well. So these are photos from that. Um, anyway, so without further ado, I uh, figured I, I'd give you a little bit of history as to why we're doing this. Um, so we have a white wine today. Um, now, I, I have kind of, I'm kind of cheating because it tells you exactly what it pairs with. It's from Oregon. It's a Pinot Grige. Um, and it pairs well with the spring salad and goat cheese or scallops with pesto and hazelnuts. So we've kind of got a spring salad. Um, Abby was hungry, so, I'm so hungry. It, it kind of goes in nicely. I've been smelling the wine the entire time. That's right. So we're going to, you know, yes. so if you're at home, yeah, give it a shot. The, the, the name of this that we got is called Rainstorm. Again, it's from Oregon. Um, it's a 2014. But one of the fun things is let us know your guys' suggestions of wines that we should try. Um, maybe you have your own wine that you'd like us to try. Maybe you want to send us this bottle of wine. Give me suggestions because I've got next week and I've got a tough act to follow. With That's this right. Setup. That's right. You do. So you know. Um, so th- this has goat cheese. It's a it's a spring salad. Although we are in the summer. Um, you know. Is it officially summer? It's uh, I don't know. Might isn't still it, be spring. It's freaking June, isn't it? Summer. <laughs> Is it Could not? Be. Um, now, at, what I liked about the show was that they actually, uh, he taught you how to, you know, how to taste wine. Yeah. Um, meaning, you know, it's, you, you kind of, obviously, you, you swirl around for the air um, and whatnot. And you got to smell it. Smelling is really important because, again, if, for those of you going back to science class, your, your taste buds on your tongue can only do so much. It's the smell that really... What does the swirling do? Um, aeration. What's it? What's it, that? It kind of... It, I don't know the, the, the scientific way, but it, it um, again, I'm not a sommelier, <laughs> so I can't explain it, but it's, it's, I'll figure it it's out. good for like the wine. Carbonation is for soda, aeration is for wine. There oh. you go. You know? So what does it smell like to you? Every wine should have like a story. What is this wine story? <laughs> I'd be the worst sommelier ever. Um, You're like Pilar. You're like, can't we just freaking drink <laughs> just, this? Just let me get drunk. All right. <laughs> take a sip. It's good. It's got a little peachy taste, right? No? I don't know. What? Let me try Let me try again. You have the worst taste buds. Try with, like, just take a bite of the salad. Um, all right, James, as we continue, why don't we, uh, why don't we hit it into predictions and predict um, while we chew a mouthful <laughs> of predictions? Yeah. It's going to be gross. Um, let's see. <laughs> this is the one part of it that... Got you tricky. Mm. All right, I'll try to go first and not have the chewing too much. Um, <laughs> yeah, obviously, I, I I do think um as it got teased that um, um Dion is going to make some sort of deal with with our cop friend, you know. And I also wanted to find out that uh, the love of his life. I, you know, maybe, is the daughter of the cop. Because that'll be interesting. Shayna? Yes. That's it. You think that's the love of his life? Well, for now. Although, um, I really want to see also the, the, a school counselor be involved in some way. I hope they kind of... That's what I said. I said that the school counselor and Dion might have a little... Thing, but I didn't get any of that vibe this episode. Well, because they didn't interact. 
you can't get a vibe if you don't like what was it gonna just think about her like oh my god it's well, after, well after uh tommy came out he could have like implied something that he was maybe into it like bro you mind if i hit that yeah exactly straightforward you know yeah but i think like i'm so just i don't you even can't know. be drunk you can't blame it on the drunk. wine already no, um like i said i think that tj is definitely gonna have a moment but that's not like a really good prediction i i i love i really want to see more scenes with him and the grandfather mm-hmm. me too yeah. i like it it's very interesting, definitely, because all we know right now is that their the, the grandfather did have some sort of problem with the race of Reed, possibly. That's what, right? He's a but racist, but he's but not way, taking it out. Yeah, exactly. He he seems to genuinely want to get to know TJ. So I, I like to see that relationship together because they seem to have this. Um, it's almost like the grandfather communicates with TJ better than anyone else. Yeah, which is interesting. So, absolutely. All right. Well, let us know your guys' predictions. Um, you guys, a lot of times, come up with fantastic predictions, and I love reading them. And um, hopefully, we'll get to read some of them on air as well um, as time goes by. In the meantime, where can the people follow you? At underscore Abby Vega. That's <laughs> it. Uh, again, the wine we tried today is called Rainstorm. It's from Oregon. Um, give it a try. Um, or just let us know which wine we should try. Um, we're all about that. Yes, please send me suggestions, people. <laughs> um, thank you guys for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Um, and if you haven't already done so, feel free to subscribe. By the way, Abby does a ton of shows here at Afterbus TV. So um, if you enjoyed her, maybe you'll enjoy some of the other shows that <laughs> she does. If you're sick of me, I'm sorry. I'm going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. We'll see you next time for episode four. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 